Well, there was good news and bad news and somewhat news and yeah, and stuff like that. So, well, the Red Sox won a game. Red Sox lost a game where they got the shit kicked out of them. And there was a game that didn't play because of more important issues that are happening around our country as of now. But we'll get into that later in the show. First off, let's talk about game one of the series. Yeah. So apparently, let's see, go back to Tuesday's game. Um, let's see. So the Red Sox end up winning this one. But from the beginning, it did not look like the Red Sox were going to win. Uh, start off the bottom of the fir- first inning. Loris Goriel, Yuri Goriel's brother, doubles into a right field. Uh, Kevin Bijo, Craig Bijo's son, and Randall Gritchick score. So it's two to two nothing, two nothing Blue Jays. Hernandez uh, deferred. Then a single in the. All right, then. Yeah, then a single in the first inning two uh, by uh, Danny Jansen into left field scores Hernandez and L'Oreal or uh, Guriel scores. So make it 4 nothing, uh, rep, 4 nothing, uh, Blue Jays lead. Yeah. And then the second inning, um, Mitch Moreland singles the, or singles into uh, center field. Bogart scores, so it's now four to one. Blue Jays lead was cut to like three, and then Mitch Moreland, the top of the fourth inning, doubles into center field and scores for Bogarts again. So it's now four to two. Blue Jays lead. It's just increasing that draft stock. Yeah, and then uh, or then an overturned call uh, or. Or then a, a JBJ single that which uh, get called uh, got overturned, make it a single. Mitch Mullen scores, so it's now four to three. Blue Jays lead, awesome. But then the Blue Jays kind of ended on their lead. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero singles in the bottom of the fourth inning to score. Uh, Espinal, Espinal and uh, Bijo, so six to three. Blue Jays lead, and then the six. That's where fun started to happen. JBJ singles into center field. Mitch Moreland scores. And then Vasquez deferred. And then Alex Verdugo singles. He has a night. Yeah, really good. And two center field. Vasquez scores. And JBJ deferred. And uh, Peraza the second. Six to five. Red Sox lead in the top. Or six to five. Red Sox still trail by one in the top of the six. But then they got the lead. Raphael Devers triples into right field to score JBJ, Peraza, and Alex Verdugo. A bases clearing triple. Eight the six Red Sox lead. And then JBJ uh, sack flies to score uh, Devers, make it nine to six. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Matt Barnes comes in and kind of gives us almost a heart attack. As Siasca Hernandez homers. To make it nine to seven Red Sox, but that's where the final score would stand as the Red Sox ended up winning nine to seven against the Blue Jays. They end a two-game skid, so very good. All right, box score. So here we are. So 
Red Sox scored nine runs on 13 hits and commit no errors, while the Blue Jays scored seven hits or seven runs on 13 hits and commit zero errors. All right, for the Red Sox box scores, leading off and playing left field was uh, Alex Verdugo. He went two for five, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh, third and playing or batting second and playing third base was Rafael Devers. He went two for five, one run, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. And then batting third was the designated hitter was uh, JB, JD Martinez. He went zero for four. One or zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting fourth and playing shortstop was uh, Xander Bogarts. He went three for five, two runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting fifth and playing first base was Mitch Moreland. He went two for three, two runs, two RBIs, two walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting six and playing uh, catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez. He went one for five, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then Kevin Pillar batted uh, seven and played right field. He went 0 for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. batted eighth and played center field. He went two for three, one run, two RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting ninth and playing second base was uh, Jose Peraza. He went one for free, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. And then the extra base hits were uh, basically a double by Bogarts, a double by more Mitch Tubags, and a double by Vasquez, and then a triple by Xander Bogarts. Right. Pitching, uh, Kyle Hart pit, or came in and pitched or started the game. He went one point or 3.1 innings, gave up eight hits, surrendered six runs. All six of those runs were earned, walked three people, struck out three, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 13.0 ERA. And then pitching, and then coming in and relieving him was uh, Phillips Valdez. He went one, he went uh, 1.2 innings pitch, gave up a hit, but did not give up any runs, so no earned runs. Uh, he walked one person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with an 0.98 ERA. And then Darwinson Hernandez came in and relieved him. He went 2.0 in each pitch, gave up two hits, but surrendered no runs, so no earned runs. Walked one person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with an 0.00 ERA. And then... Ryan or Ryan Brazier came in and relieved him. He went 1.0 innings pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, no walks. Struck out one person, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.56 ERA. And then coming in and pitching in the ninth inning was Matt Barnes. He went 1.0 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered a run. That one run was earned. Walked nobody, struck out two, gave up a home run, and left the game with a zero point oh or a six point oh ERA. Blue Jays box scores. All right, leading off and playing right field. Whoa, playing right field. Huh. Probably would be more of an infielder, but yeah, was a uh, Kevin Kevin Biggio. He went one for free, two runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out zero times. 
And then back and then batting second and playing designated hitter was Randall Grichik, some of my fan one of some of my fantasy teams. He went two for five, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And so was uh Kevin Kevin Bijo too, yeah. And then batting uh, third and playing first base was uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, son of Hall of Famer Vlad Jun- or Vladimir Guerrero. He went one for five, zero runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting fourth and playing center field was uh, Teoscar Hernandez. He went one for four, two runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. Or one walk and struck out once, yeah. And then batting uh, four, and then batting fifth and playing left field was uh, Loris Goriel Jr. He went one for four, one run, two RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting third and playing third, or batting sixth and playing third base, former Red Sox Tyler or uh, Travis Shaw, he went 0 for 1, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then subbing for him in the lineup but playing second base was uh, Joe Panic. He went two for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting seven, the playing catcher was uh, uh, Danny Jansen. He went two for four, zero runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then pitch hitting for him was uh, Rowdy Telez. He went 0 for one, zero runs. Zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting eighth and playing second and third base was uh, Brandon Jury. Jury. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting ninth and playing shortstop was Santiago Espinel. He went uh, 3 for 4. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. Right, so the only extra base hits they had was a double by Guriel Jr. and uh, Espinal, and then uh, a home, then a home run by Teoscar Hernandez, his eleventh of the year, in the ninth off of Matt Barnes with zero on and one out. And then pitching wise, Chase Anderson started the game for the Blue Jays. He went five point zero in his pitch, gave up seven hits, surrendered four runs, but three of those. Four runs were earned. Walked one person, struck out three, gave up no home runs, and left the game with a 3.68 ERA. And then Wilmer Font pitched a 1.0 innings pitch, gave up three hits, surrendered four runs. All four of those runs were earned. Walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with 11.00 ERA. And then, hold on, A.J. Cole pitched 0.2 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered one run. That one run was earned. Walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.32 ERA. And then Travis Bergen pitched 1.2 innings pitch, gave up a hit, but no runs, no earned runs, walked one person, struck out three, and gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 0.00 ERA. And then Sam Gavaliga, Gavali, or Sam 
Cavello pitched 1.1 innings pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, walked one person, struck out zero or struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 9.00 ERA. All right. So the winning pitcher goes to Phillips Valdez, his first career win uh, in his career. So he's now 1-0. So very good, good Phillips Valdez. The loss goes to uh, Wilmer Font. He is a third of the year. And so now he's a one for free. Blown save goes to uh, – or wait, hold on. Save goes to uh, Matt Barnes, his second of the year. And then the blown save goes to uh, Wilmer – or A.J. Cole, his third of the year. So very good. I love it how they came back, especially in the fourth and uh, sixth – or through uh, six innings. I love it how they did that. Very neat. Awesome. Yeah. They just wheeled their way to victory. And that ends the loot, or that ends the losing streak or something. Yeah. Two game losing streak. So very good. So they're back in the win column. All right. So for now, we will go to break and then come back and talk a little bit of uh, what's going on right now around the MOB and talk a little bit about game two. All right, so don't go anywhere. All right, we are back to talk about the second game on Wednesday. But before we go into this, we want to make an announcement, or I mean, not make an announcement, but make it clear that, or something like that, kind of like make a statement on this. Sorry, I can't talk. Yeah, it's almost 1 o'clock, or it's almost midnight in my time. All right. So as everybody already knows, I probably already listened to the news, there was yet again another uh, African-American who was shot, viciously shot or killed by the police. Yeah. Sweet. And his name was Jake or Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you've also been hearing how the NBA has kind of been like starting to shut down boycotting games in the, the bubble, like playoff games, stuff like that. Like the Celtics called their game um, on Thursday night, so we're not doing a Celtics pod tonight. But where that entails to the MLB is starting Wednesday, a few people called, uh, called their games off and decided, you know what, we're not playing, we're boycotting ton- or, uh, tonight's game. And those teams were the Brewers, uh, or honest, or uh, obviously because they are from Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, called their game off with the Red, so they played a doubleheader today. And then the Padres and Mariners postponed their game, so they played a doubleheader today. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, now nah, the Angels and Astros they postponed it for something else and come a letter, yeah, because of Hurricane Laura. But the Dodgers and Giants uh, called their game off too. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. And the Red, it almost looked like the Red Sox were going to, but they kind of ran out of time before that. They hadn't didn't have enough time, and it is a big decision to kind of go with it because no one has boycotted a baseball game ever before. So I can see why a lot of people still kept on playing. Because yeah, this is we didn't get this news until basically almost. Some of them until game time. Like some guys were playing games in the afternoon, so they couldn't have called their game off. I mean, the whole NBA did it like late afternoon and stuff like that. Like while I was starting to work. So yeah. 
So I could see why a lot of players or a lot of teams decide, you know what, we'll wait on it until possibly this week or tomorrow and stuff like that. But they kind of got a lot of flack too. And the Red Sox also got a lot of flack too because they, and they like people like John Tomasi of a, a Red Sox B writer basically, uh, went after the Red Sox and said, well, they abandoned Jackie Bradley Jr. Well, that's not the case. Actually, Jackie Bradley Jr., until possibly tonight, wanted to play in that game. Yeah. I mean, I can see why a lot of players want to do this. I mean, yes. I mean, this is very awful that it's doing it, and we have to do something about it. But there, we, you need to give time for them to process this and decide what they're going to do in the future. Because this can't be done right now kind of deal. And that's why I can see a lot of players, too, kind of did that. Like, yeah. It wasn't that the Red Sox were banning Jackie Bradley Jr. They just, they had, a, like, a lot. They didn't have a whole ton of time to kind of think this over. But we'll get into Thursday's game and what they decided to do on Thursday. But first, we're going to talk about game two or Wednesday's game. And, boy, it was not pretty. Not pretty at all. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go over the summary. All right, so right from the get-go, the uh, Blue Jays got off to a lead. And, well, I mean, yeah, got off to a lead in the first inning. Randall, Randall, I can't pronounce, Randall Gritchick homers into left field to make it 1-0 Blue Jays. Red Sox do get a base hit in the second inning and Vasquez a double to uh, potentially take away the potential no-hitter, if there was going to be one. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. All right, then the second inning, Rowdy Telez, who has always been a problem for the Red Sox, becomes even a bigger problem as he goes ya-ya in the second inning to make it 2 nothing. If you don't know what I just said, ya-ya, please, it's it's a home run. I Basically, what I'm saying, he went yard. He Homer, yeah. So make it two nothing Blue Jays. Red Sox do get a home run, do get a run in the fourth inning, but that would probably be the only run they did score, and probably be the last base hit they score the entire game. And it was a Mitch Mitch Moreland homer into left field in the top in the top of the fourth inning to make it two to one. They do cut the lead two to one, Blue Jays lead. But then after that, Blue Jays after that. Right, Rowdy Telez homers for the sixth time this season to score a, a two-run homer to score a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Make it four to one Blue Jays. Then in the top bottom of the seventh, Randall Gridgick singles uh, into right field to score a Espinal and Kevin Bijos uh, the second to make it five to four, make it five to one Blue Jays. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. doubles. To score Grichik and BGO. Oh, and uh uh Teoscar Hernandez to make it eight to one Blue Jays. And then the last run in the bottom of the seventh inning came on a rowdy to list single to score of Vladimir Guerrero, make it nine to one, and that's where the final score would stand for uh Wednesday night's game as the Red Sox end up losing uh nine to one. Box scores. So the Blue Jays scored nine runs on 11 hits and committed zero errors, while the Red Sox scored one run on three hits and committed zero errors. 
right. So Red Sox box scores. So Alex Verdugo led off again and played left field. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then uh, batting second and playing third base was uh, uh, Rafael Devers. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. J.D. Martinez batted third and played di- or played DH. He went 0 for 3. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting fourth and playing shortstop was a uh, uh, Sander Bogarts. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting fifth and playing uh, Mitch Moreland was a uh, uh, or yeah batting or batting fifth and playing uh. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's almost midnight. All right, batting fifth and playing first base was Miss Moreland. He went one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting sixth and playing catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez. He went one for two, uh, zero runs, zero RBIs. He walked once and struck out zero times. And then batting uh, seventh and playing right field was Kevin Pillar. He went 0 for three. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting uh, eighth and playing center field was Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting ninth and playing second base was Michael Chavis, the Ice Horse. I just listened to that episode tonight of Section 10 where they gave him the nickname, Ice Horse. Yeah, Shaved Ice, yeah, Ice Horse. All right, so he, anyway, he went 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and struck out once. All right, so the only extra base hits they got was a Vasquez double to break up to get the Red Sox their first base hit of the game in the second inning. And then the last base hit of the game was a homer by uh, Mitch Moreland in the fourth inning, his eighth of the year, off of Yagushi. Gushi with zero on and two out. All right, pitching. All right, Colton Brewer started the game opener. He uh, went three or went to three point two in each pitch. Gave up five hits, surrendered four runs. All four of those runs were earned. Walked two people, struck out four, gave up three home runs, and left the game with a four point fifty seven ERA. And then Ryan Weber. Came in and relieved him, went 2.2 in each pitch, gave up three hits, surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. Walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 6.0. Oh, you're right. All right. Then Austin Bryce came in and pitched 0.2 in each pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. Walked one person, struck out zero, gave up zero home runs. And left the game with a 7.53 ERA. And then Josh Uchich came in and pitched 1.2 innings or 1.0 innings pitch. One hit, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 6.59 ERA. All right, Blue Jays box scores. All right. Okay, so Kevin Biggio. Son of Hall of Famer Craig Biggio and Notre Dame graduate, uh, fled off and played second base, so he's back to his regular position. Even right field, that doesn't make sense. That's probably why they lost last night on Tuesday night. All right, 
He went one for five, one run, zero RBIs, two walked, or uh, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. Then batting second and playing center field was uh, Randall Gritchick. He went two for five, two runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. Then batting third and playing uh, third base, coincidentally, is former Red Sox Travis Shaw. He went 0 for 4, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting fourth and playing right field was Teoscar Hernandez. He went 1 for 3, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting fifth and playing DH was uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., son of Hall of Famer Vlad Guerrero. He went two for four, two runs, three RBI, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting sixth and playing first base was uh, Rowdy Telez. He went three for four, so a good night from him. Two runs, four RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting seventh or batting seventh playing left field was a uh, Loris Goriel Jr., he went 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 2 walks, and struck out 0 times. And then batting 8th and playing catcher was Reese McGuire, he went 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out 0 times. And then batting ninth and playing shortstop was Santiago Espinal, he went 2 for 3, so good night from him. One run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. So the only extra base hits they got was a double by Vlad Guerrero Jr., his second of the year. Well, actually, he had two, so seventh of the year. So, yeah, so he had two doubles, set, so seventh of the year off of Brewer and Bryce. And then home runs, man, this is a list. Um, Grichik had one in the first inning, his eighth of the year off of Brewer. He went with zero on and one out. And then Rowdy Telez had two first in the second inning off of Brewer with zero on and zero out. And then again in the fourth inning with zero off of Brewer with one on and zero out. And that was his sixth of the year. So combine all two of those were six. All right. And then, whoa, who was pitching? Who was, oh my God. I'm so glad we didn't almost get no hit by this dude. Julian Mayweather pitched or let or pitched or uh he uh started pitching so he was an opener so he went 2.0 and each pitch gave up a hit surrendered zero runs all zero of those run or and he basically mean he didn't give a uh, earned run at all walked n- nobody struck out three gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 0.00 ERA then Sean you Shun Yamaguchi pitch oh or pitch came in a relief to him pitch 4.0 inch pitch two hits one earned run or one run that one run was earned so I spoil alert there walked two people struck out two gave up one home run and left the game with a 4.26 ERA. All right. So Rafael Dallas pitched 0.1 inch pitch gave up a hit. Surrendered a run. That one run was earned. Walked nobody or walked one person. Struck out one person and left the or gave us zero home runs and left the game with a two point fifty seven ERA. I can't talk. Anthony Bass 
came in and pitched 1.0 in each pitch, gave up zero hits, surrendered zero runs. All zero of those runs were earned. Walked nobody, struck out one, and gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.96 ERA. Sean Reed Foley pitched 1.0 in each pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 0.00 ERA. All right. So the win goes to Sean Yamaguchi, his uh, first of the year. So he's now one, one for two, or one and two. And then the loss is slapped to Colton Brewer, his second of the year. So he's now 0 and two. Yeah, so not great. So really, yeah, I've never been yet. Wow. All right. So you know what? So we get it. So how much time do we have? All right. I think we have enough time. So you already know tonight. Tonight's game was postponed because they have all decided, all the players. Well, first off, Jackie Bradley Jr. does decide not to play today. And with the support of manager Ron Renneke and the rest of his teammates to decide, you know what, we won't play either because of what's going on in our country with racial injustice and the murder of, uh, or, well, the shooting of uh, Jacob Blake, So, which is not great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, heck, I'm a libertarian and a Republican too, but I kind of feel like this is kind of, really crappy too. This is really crappy that the, there are police officers out there that are actually doing this to people like this. African-Americans like this. Innocent African-Americans like this. There's no call for that. I'm sorry. There's no call for that. I'm not saying that all cops are bad. There are some good cops. There are good cops like my father who was served 25 years as a county cop in our county here in Illinois. And he did the job right. But you know what? There are some cops who are dirty cops and really scumbag cops and should not never have become a police officer at all. And that's where I, yeah, draw the line there. And it really is sad. I do applaud that the Red Sox actually took action tonight and decided we're not going to play in solidarity of teammates like Jackie Bradley Jr. and other African-Americans like that, who are affected by this, and the rest of the MLB, which all now, actually, the whole MLB decided to cancel seven games. But let's go over it. Let's go over it. All right. Da, 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 da. No, this is Wednesdays. So the A's and Rangers called off their game. Rockies and Diamondbacks called off their game. Oh, and this is funny. The Mets and Marlins were, like, basically, like, 42 seconds away from starting their game and taking the national anthem, and then they kneeled. You know what? They just walked off the field after that. Yeah. In Flushing's New York, which is, yeah, the Queens, yeah. And then the Twins and Tigers called off their game. Who else? Then Phillies, Nationals, and then Orioles and Rays. Yeah. So, really, so that's what I mean. I feel like a lot of teams are going to do – or, like, haven't really – Done, or there are some teams that are still haven't yet decided, but I feel like everybody in MLB is going to take a stand on this. Everybody in the MLB is going to take a stand on it. Then you're going to see even more cancel it, cancel it games in the upcoming weekend. We will see more of those. 
Yeah, just to boycott it. And I feel like I could see their point of why they have to wait and sit on this because this is really a big issue. This is a really big decision. We have never seen a team or teams boycott a game ever in the history of baseball in like the 100-something or 70-something years of professional baseball. We have never seen teams ever or boycott a game Obviously, we've seen games get postponed and called and canceled, but we've never seen anybody decide, you know what, we're boycotting this game. So this is kind of a big decision. This is kind of a history-making decision. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. As I said, yes, all lives do matter. But you know what? All lives can't matter until black and brown lives do. I will say that. I'm kind of still on the little bit of the fence too, but I am totally against racial injustice. And I'm kind of glad the Red Sox did take a stand tonight or take a stand tonight in this game. A franchise has always been played by being the last team to sign or, or play an African-American and still kind of have, even last year had fans saying racial slurs to players. And the reason why someone like, um, Tory Hunter and stuff like that won't even want to come to Boston and decide they won't want to come to Boston because of that. So I feel like, yeah, when they made that bit or Red Sox made that big statement after the whole Tory Hunter things, and he said uh, it starts now. I feel like they kind of, I've, I'm not really sure. I feel like they have kind of stepped up in this situation and decided to end up in the bargain. Is there still more work to be done? Of course, there's still more work to be done. I'm not saying that's good, but it's in a good, but in a great start. I will say that it is. It's not enough, but it's a great start. Yeah, it won't. And that's what some of these guys said. We won't change it overnight, but you know what? Doing this will be a great start. Yeah. So I will say that. So. Yeah. Every life matters, but you know what? Black lives do matter too. I will say that all lives cannot matter until black lives matter and brown lives. I will say that. All right. All right. So we'll talk about, uh, wrap up the show, talk about, uh, fancy and stuff like that. And then, uh, who has the best and worst, uh, batting average on the team and who has the best and worst ERA and this call quits until, um, Sunday. All right. So don't go anywhere guys. All right, we are back to wrap up the show. First off, we're going to talk about who has the best and worst batting average and who has the best and worst ERA on the team. So to begin off with batting average, leading the way is Mitch Moreland, Mitchie Two Bags with a free 50 year or free 50 batting average. Yeah, improving that trade value. Yeah. He's probably going to be one of the guys to get traded. And then who has the worst? Is Andrew Benintendi, who has a bucko free batting average, so not really great, but he hasn't really played a game since like um, early August. So, really, you can't really, yeah, or mid August. So, yeah, so really almost like 15 days or something like that. So, you really can't blame the dude. Yeah. All right. Pitching, who has the best and worst ERA and who has the best. Or who has the best and worst ERA on the team? All right. So tied for that is 
Darwinson Hernandez and catcher Kevin Puecki making the only pitcher or one of the two only one of the two bet or position players who basically pitched this year. And both of them have a 0.00 ERA. So very good. Atway Darnson. Pitching good. And the worst belongs to uh Jose Peraza, but he's a position player with a 27.0 ERA. But after him is uh Josh Taylor with a 19.29 ERA. So not really great. Yeah. He's really screwing up her team. But in his defense, he did battle COVID. So you should give him a break. And also, well, Darnson Hernandez also battled COVID, too. And look at the dude. He has the best ERA on the team. Well, with Kevin Blecky, but still, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Fantasy. Let's see. Let's go over it. All right. So, fantasy. Hold on, I got to pull up the standings. Yeah, sorry, guys. You know what? Actually, we can actually pull up the scores right here. Yeah, we should do that here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I got, I'm pulling up some Word documents of our little fantasy results. All right. Spoil alert the outro music time. How? Wow. Wow, how mature. All right. Okay. So, results. So, the Section 10 uh, team ended up playing uh, Patrick's team and ended up tying that game 4 4. So, now their record is 1 2 or 1 2 1 1 and 2. So, 1 win, 1 loss, and 2 ties. Or two draws, and currently, right now, for uh, this week, they are losing to Donnie's uh, rad team or Donnie's rad team eight to two in the league. So far, they are fifth in the league in this fantasy league that they're playing. So, I think it's a four team uh, playoff, so they, uh, they could be out of it, and then starting nine. Played a raised team and also tied that game 5-5. So now they are 1-2-1. and one. So one win, two losses, and one tie. And then they're playing Patrick's team. And currently right now they are losing 8-1 to one to, Pat, or to Patrick's team. So not great. And currently right now they are 11th in this league. So almost second to last, so not really great. All right. And then Poppy's the GOAT. This one's kind of more disappointing. Uh, so they played Ray's team last week and lost that game 728.30 to 610.00. Uh, so they are now 0-4, and, and currently right now they are losing to Donnie's team 3 354.70 to 254.60. And as you probably guess, they are last place in this league. So not great. All right. 
So next is the Roar Rooters, basically named after the Red Sox founding fathers of Red Sox Nation. And last week they played Ming Dynasty LA and lost that game five to four. So now their record is two and two. And currently, right now, they are losing to Leon's Redskins. What a great, what a great name! Sarcastically, yeah, I was about to say PC a lot, very PC. All right, and uh, they're losing to that Leon's Redskins five to three. Dude, change your name, dude. Seriously. <laughs> All right, and they are eighth in their league, so not really great. Not really great for the Yahoo teams. <laughs> Yeah, this is where we're looking at. All right, so Bleacher 41, uh, they played Major League last week and tied that game 5-5. Five five. So now their record is 1-2-1. and one. So one win, two losses, and one tie. And currently right now they are playing uh, Jay's Pleasant Team. What a nice name. And currently right now they are tied 4-4 right now in the league. And, or right now, and then they are eighth in the league right now. So... All right, great. And then the Peta Griffins are uh, played uh, Le- Leaderdale Jets and lost that game last week, 916 to 627. So they are now 1-3. and three. And currently right now they are playing 10,000 and losing that game, 437 to 265. So not really great. And let's see where they are. They are eighth in the league. Well, I mean, they could be a lot worse. They could be Tacos Burritos and Lawrence's team. So, yeah, so could be a lot worse. (laughs) All right. So that is is it for Yahoo Fantasy. Now we will go to ESPN Fantasy. Let's see. All right. So the Currahees played... uh, Nationals champions and won that game 321 to 200, and their record is now 4 and 0. So, very good. So, very good. And currently, right now, they are beating Team Slammers 166 to 135. So, awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. League wise, they in their division, the West Division, they are in first. So, very good. Awesome. All right, and then Sly, or then, hold on, hold on. Then Sean Johnson's the goddess, played uh, Team Ogle, and won that game in their first win of the year. So now they are now winless no more with a 342-149 to 149 win. So now they are 1-3. and three. And currently right now they are beating uh, Murder, Murder's Row Squad, 145 to 128, so very good. And but right now they are last place in their division. So yeah, third, well, tie for third and last place. But it could change with uh because the team that they are playing now is tied with them. So technically they could possibly take third place, but we don't know yet. Alright. And then slide, Kelly Slide played Motown hits. Uh, last week and won that game, three hundred sixty-four to one hundred thirty-three. So now they are four and zero. So very good. And currently, right now, they are playing a uh, super fly guy and winning that game, one hundred sixty-two to one hundred sixteen. So very good. So yeah. And currently, right now in their league, they 
are in their division in first place. So, yeah, so very good. All right. Then, uh, T.O. Nation played uh, Team Allen last week and won that game of 309 to 221. So, they are now 2-2. Two and two. So, they bounced back after two straight losses. So, they ended the two-game losing streak. And currently, right now, they are losing to Jack and High Cheese. 156 to 152. So still time. Still, I mean, they still got this weekend. And right now in their division, they are uh, third in their division. So not great. So the team in front of them, yeah, is like leading up. Seeing they're playing right now is ahead of them in the standings. All right. And then win or learn, basically named after the motto for Conor McGregor's gym, uh, played – or played uh, Tampa Bay Sharks and won that game 342 to 165. So they increased their record to three and one on a two game win streak. And they're making it happen this week. They're beating Team Oncata right now 152 to 130. And currently, right now in their league, they are tied for first with, team, with uh, team Pearson in their division. So very good. Very good. All right. And Boston Toms played, uh, well, actually, this guy had a different name, but then in the middle of the week, he did change it to a don't play. And they ended a two-game losing streak. So basically, they're now on track. So they won that game 313 to 255. So they're two and two. So a sweep. So basically, a sweep for uh, basically the ESPN team, fantasy team. So very good. And currently, right now, they are being team Santoro. 129 to 76. So awesome. Awesome. And then right now they're third in their division. Yeah. So very good. So yeah, a sweep of the, or a, a sweep by the ESPN teams last week. So very good. Awesome. All right. So anyway, so next series starts tomorrow. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. We forgot about something. So adding up, looking back at like basically the whole ESPN uh, or basically all the fantasy stats. So currently right now, if you add all 12 of them up, so tie for first place, my standings for all of my fantasy teams. So tie for first is the Currahees and Sly Kelly Sly with a 4-0 record. Then in third is win or learn with a 3-1 record. Then tied 4 Fourth with a two and two record are the Boston Toms, the Royal Rooters, and the uh, To Nation, and then in and then tied or a tie for a seventh place is Bleacher Forty One and starting nine, and then in ninth place is Section Ten with a one one and two record. And then tenth place is the Peter or tied for tenth place is the Peter Griffins and Sean Johnson is a goddess with a one and three record. And then in 12th and last place is Poppies to go with an 0-4 record. So not great. All right. All right, so that's it for fancy stats. Sorry if I kind of bored you, but who cares? This is my show. Um, all right, so next series is starts tomorrow, and it's a free game series against the defending World Series champion, Washington Nationals. 
yeah, I forgot we can't play here. Or we're playing the NLE, NL East teams. We're playing them next year, too, if you guys are wondering. So we're going to see these guys again next year. And start their – I think it's like, hold on, let's see how many game homes stand. But we're back at home, back at home, and the friendly confines in Fenway, which we haven't really won that much at Fenway this year, so not really great. Um, kind of usually got beat, and usually Dirty Water basically just went quiet after that. So here we are. It is three, six, a ten game homestand with starting with the Washington Nationals this weekend. So from Friday to uh, Sunday. So very good. So all uh, Saturday and uh, Friday's games are at night, and wa- Sunday's game is in the afternoon. So awesome. Very good. All right. And getting close to trade deadline. So we don't really know who might get traded. We might not even see any trades, to be honest. I mean, depends. I mean, we'll see. But it looks like there all will be some people that could possibly get traded. Mo- or Xander Bogarts might unlikely get traded, but – his uh, percentage is kind of rising as the day kind of goes by. So we're not really sure about that. All right. So to kind of wrap up the show, I kind of do want to say, reiterate again that, yeah, I kind of want to make a little bit of a statement for the whole Black Lives Matter. And I kind of am applauding the fact that the Red Sox did make a statement tonight uh, and not playing especially since their history of being the last team to get a black player and last or and still having some fans shout racial slurs at some of the opposing or opposing a player or out or black players in the outfield and that's that's not great will this change or will this change overnight of course not there's still more work to be done but it's a good start it is a good start and yes this isn't a political thing. Heck, I am a libertarian cons- or re- conservative, but I still think this is wrong what some police officers are doing to uh, people like this. It's not right. It is not right. I do not condone it at all. Yeah. And you could still be like, you could still be someone like a Trump supporter and a Republican, but still think this is wrong. As I was listening to a Celtics podcast to- or tonight since... There really isn't any games going on now because of all the protests and stuff like that. They basically said, too, like, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. You could still be a Republican and Democrat, but still believe this is wrong, too. Yeah. It is time for change, and it really is time for change. Is everybody in this country racist? Of course not. But is there still racism? Yes. And there's still more work to be done. Yeah, especially Rome was not built in one day. It was not built in one day, and that's where we got to take that mentality. Uh, have we come a long way in this country? We kind of have since the 50s, but there's still more work to be done. There's still racism, and it needs to be gone. It needs to be extinguished if we are going to move into the future. And that's all I got to say. All lives do matter, but all lives cannot matter until black lives and Brown lives, brown lives, brown lives matter. So basically, as I'm saying, black lives do matter. Right. Anything else? All right, all right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. 
we forgot to kind of get over to like the other yeah so all right anyway so yes yeah we'll get that later subscribe rate review on apple itunes give us a five-star review if you can follow the show on twitter at socks underscore or socks illinois and then follow this personal twitter page at junkyard dog or follow my personal twitter page at junkyard dog underscore 92 we will have those in the details of the episode and then follow the show. As I said, we're sorry we didn't really get all the other information about the other podcast platforms, but here we go. Follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, I feel like that about do it. All right. See you guys Sunday. Banyana. Turn, work, turn.